everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's February 19th. It's 2021, and we have nine NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. We are presented by Monkey Night Fight. If you guys haven't checked them out, the link will be in the description. You get 100% deposit bonus up to your $50 on your first deposit. Rotogrinders.com slash partner slash MKF. Awesome um, single-player DFS site. Make sure you guys are checking them out. Joined today by my buddy, Genifro7. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? <sighs> Old, tired, and had one of those days where I pretty much exactly didn't break even, so it was a worthless day of work. Luckily, it was only a three-game slate, so it only took half as or a third as long as it normally does research. I'm making $42. Um, I'm, I'm going to call... 13. I'm going to call that a win. Um <laughs> Like calling it a win, going to the bank. Um, so yeah, we got a nine game slate, uh, pretty interesting slate here. So yeah, um, let's just let's jump right in here. Um, we start with Orlando and Golden State. Uh, for Golden State, Chris is out, Draymond's questionable, Looney's out, um, Wiseman's out, and then on the Magic side, Cole Anthony's out, Ennis is questionable, Fultz is out, Aaron Gordon is out, Isaac is out. Um, I'm going to this game, Grant. Um, I haven't been to a live sporting event in forever, but going to this game, um, what are your thoughts here on Golden State? Yeah, I can't remember the last time I went to one. And I I know, to... Dude, it's it's crazy. Like I think it was the Chiefs-Broncos game in 2019, and that was where Matt Moore played. So it hasn't been a good experience for a while, live sporting events. But yeah, this game like is a little bit interesting here with Draymond, Draymond being questionable. He's a guy that I'd definitely be interested in if he ends up playing. Like Orlando is definitely not a terrible match, especially with all the injuries. Um, Curry, if Draymond is in play or is not in play, is very much in play. I think Toscano Anderson at 4.4K makes an interesting play. It's just going to be interesting what they end up doing. Like, are they going to throw Pascal over on Vooch? Like, without Draymond and Wiseman, if they both end up sitting, like, are they just going to stick Wiggins or Oubre and just let him run wild here? Um, so it's kind of hard to know without Draymond, but hopefully we don't get an after lock scratch of him again, but assuming that he's playing, I really like him really like Curry. Um, assuming he's out, then I think Toscano Anderson comes into play. Yeah. Um, uh, Curry, I think is in play regardless if Draymond plays or not. Um, I, I do think this is a spot we're definitely looking at Curry. Um, outside of that, like, like you said, the Draymond news is the big news that we're going to be waiting on here. If he doesn't play, it's a bump uh, for a couple guys here. And you mentioned Anderson. I think like it, it's a it's a bump for Pascal at 3,800 as well. So a lot of options if Draymond sits. But if Draymond plays, I think Draymond and Curry very much in play here. Uh, what are we looking at here on the Magic side of things? I mean, I think you have to look at Vooch. It looks like that Fournier is going to play um with all the guys that they still have out like it it's just they're gonna need some scoring it's a fast-paced game it's not a bad defensive matchup here so Vooch going up against Draymond or if Draymond's out then Vooch should absolutely destroy in this game he had a nice he, he settled down a little bit during the stretch but he was he played I think four games in six days so he's probably a little bit exhausted considering he had to do kind of everything um, should be a little bit more rested for this one, and he should absolutely smash uh, Toscano Anderson if he's guarding him or Pascal or whoever's guarding him. 
Um, but if Dre Dipmon's in there, I don't think he's quite a lock and load, but he's still a great player, which should be a high-scoring game. Outside of that, I think Fournier is my favorite play. Ross has been crushing, um, but with MCW in there running the point, I think there's a better spot for Fournier. He's a little bit more of a scoring threat with MCW in there than he was with Cole Anthony. So he's underpriced, I think, at 5,800. Um, didn't play great in the last game, didn't play terrible, but he's definitely got 40-plus point upside in this spot here in a fast-paced matchup. He's my favorite play outside of Vooch. And then you can always take a shot on Ross with all the injuries that are still out there and the playing time that he's been getting. I'm not yeah, playing I, MCW at 5.1K, by the way. No, and like Michael Carter-Williams was, was really good when he was cheap. Um, he had a bad shooting night the other night against the Knicks. Um, but yeah, I think Vooch is the play. Like if you're you're – we have value in a lot of games we're going to talk about. Uh, this is one of those games that I think that – we're mostly paying up Vooch Curry uh, take the studs. Obviously I'm going to have game stacks of this game going to the game. So um, I think this one is interesting, but you know, you have to kind of remember this game what it's sitting at two twenty four and a half. Um, so, you know, we're going to get into some games that are in the two thirties high two twenty nine. So uh, moving on, we got Denver at Cleveland. Um, I didn't see a line out for this game. Um, Denver minus eight, but no total. Um, Barton's questionable. Dozier's out. Harris is out. Millsap is out. And then on the Cleveland side, Dova's out. Drummond's out. Love is out. Nance is out. Prince is out. Um, let's start here with Denver. What are we looking at here for the Nuggets? Uh, Jermichael Green's probably priced up to about where he should be, so he's kind of crossed off my list. I'm worried about this game being blood. So Joker's in play. Um He's always in play. He can always crush on any given night. This game stays close to me in the high 30s minutes. I'll probably be over 60 points. So even at 11K, don't hate it. Just a lot of mispricings on the slate. So probably a guy that I'm just going to end up avoiding because of that. Jamal Murray, AK, price where he should be. Yes, he can crush on any given night. He's been on a little bit of a heater recently. But again, don't expect this game to stay horribly close. Mike Porter Jr. is the guy that I'd probably end up playing. Um, if Barton's out, but even that, like, just doesn't stand out as a great play at 6.1K. He's got tournament upside, so he's always in play for tournaments, but I, I'm likely going to avoid pretty much everyone on the Denver side just because I don't expect this game to stay horribly close, and even if it does, everyone's kind of priced where they should be. Yeah, I think that we're going to like a lot of guys in this 8K range more than we're going to like Murray. Murray's been crushing here recently, but you know, he might not get a full fourth quarter in this game. And I think that is uh, the big concern. Um, if we get news that Barton sits, maybe Monte Morris, because um, I, I do think he would stay on the court. But even he's 4,900. It's not like he's 3,900 or cheaper than that. So I'll probably pass. And Capazzo is still really cheap. He would probably be like the shot in the dark um, MME type tournament play here if we get news that Barton doesn't play uh the Cleveland side of things like what do we think like Jared Allen like is he gonna be like massive chalk even at 6800 I don't think so I mean I think most people are gonna be a little bit worried about blowout too and looking at his game log like 6800 he's he's done better than his price tag like he's 6x his price tag in three of the last four games um people might be like if people are following, paying attention, knowing that they've been in blowouts and that's why he's not getting a huge amount of run, then they might be smart enough to play him. But this is like, this is where if I'm playing Joker, I'm bringing it back with Allen and probably bring it back with Garland. Uh, 
Garland's too cheap if he's going to end up playing 40 minutes. Yes, he hasn't been doing great recently, but six of 20 from the field in the last game. So the shot attempts were there. This game's going to stay close. I expect him to have a decent game. Sexton probably priced up enough. Osmond, they change his price drastically, which they absolutely should have, because Osmond should never be that cheap. If he gets in the starting lineup and kind of plays a little bit of a facilitator role, then he can crush this price tag. But still, like 4,800, now that's this high, I don't think he's just a throw-in if you're going to game stack this. But Jared Allen, I think it's fine even if the game blows out. He's just been crushing in games that blow out, but uh, I'm predominantly going to use him if I'm bringing it back with like MPJ or Murray or Joker, but I don't really want to bring it back with those guys. So I don't know how much ownership I'll end up with them. Yeah. I think Osmond always someone that is in play. Prince already ruled out. So I think that, you know, he's definitely in play here at 4,800. Um, you could price shop him to see if he's cheap on any other sites. Um, you know, some sites are slower than others. Uh, at Atlanta at Boston, 226 total here. Boston favored by four and a half. Um, Bogdanovich, Dunn, Hunter, Rondo still out. Marcus Smart out. Uh, Jalen Brown questionable. Let's start here with the Atlanta side of things. Um, what do you like here for the Hawks? I love Capella. Um, Capella getting up into the mid-30s range in terms of minutes after he had, what, like a month? of games kind of staying at 30 and below. Um, if this game stays close, I think he crushes. I think they're finally giving him a little bit more run. I think this is a good matchup where he's not going to be a huge defensive liability because he's going to be on Tice if Tyson's up playing. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I I just think that he's too underpriced at 7.2K if he's going to be getting maybe 30 minutes. I know he's only been putting up about 45 points, but that's still beating his price tag by – a decent amount and he has upside for one of his 50 60 point games so he is a fantastic play on this slate i think he's a much better player than jared allen and then trey young always in play in tournaments collins always a decent guy to throw into a game stack but capella is a fantastic play here yeah i really like capella as well um a lot of centers that like i like on the slate already um so gonna be talking about even more as we get going here but i do I like the Capella call a lot at 7,200. Um, you know, John Collins, I always say this, if you end up in that range, I don't ever hate it, but I would much, much rather have like Capella. Trey, like this could be a, a super competitive game. Uh, I definitely don't mind it. Um, he put up 57 fantasy points uh, when these two teams played on Wednesday. So wouldn't be shocked if he has another big game. Boston side of things, like obviously Jalen Brown news is huge. Um, if he were to sit in this game, it's like a huge uptick uh, for Kimba and Tatum. And Kimba is sitting at 6,500. Um, he sat in the game Wednesday, just kind of like a, it was a management thing. They were on the second end of a back-to-back. So I love Kimba here at 6,500. Yeah, no, I love him a lot more if Brown ends up mentioning. Obviously, Atlanta's one of the worst teams against the one. Um, I think 30 dead last in uh, points given up to the one. So Kemba is a great play at 6,500 if Brown ends up missing. If Brown ends up playing, I still think that he's a decent play. It's going to be a high-paced game. It's a good defensive spot, so Kemba is in play regardless. Tatum, price tag is kind of up there enough where I more want to play him if Brown ends up missing. Like If Brown ends up playing, then it's mostly going to be a game stack situation where I'm bringing it back with Capella. And then Tice, 4,500. I don't mind him in this spot. Like, it's against Atlanta. 
it's a good spot for him. He can do a little bit of work on the offensive end going up against Capella and Collins. They might need a size a little bit more going up against Capella and Collins. So it's kind of those guys. And then, you know, like I said, if Brown ends up missing, then you can go with anyone who gets the spot start. Like guys are going to get an increase in minutes, semi Pritchard, like all could get a little bit of an increase in minutes. Uh, we move on. We got Chicago at Philly. No total in this game. Philly is favored by nine. Um, Dotson's out. Hutchinson's out. Uh, Markinen is out. Porter Jr. is out. And then on the Philly side of things, Ben Simmons is probable. Shake Milton is doubtful. Um, let's start here with Chicago. Anything standing out to you for the Bulls? Levine. I mean, it's just Levine. I know Thad Young's been doing well, but he's been fairly efficient while he's been in the game. And I don't fully expect that to continue, but I've been saying that for a while. So if you want to play Thad Young in game stack, that's fine. But I'm not playing Cody White. 6,100, yes, he's had a few decent outings lately, but predominantly he's going to end up in the 20-point range. It's not an easy matchup going up against Philly. Obviously, good defense. So Levine, just because of the huge amount of usage he's taken up in every single game, he's always in play for tournaments, but I don't know if he stands out as the best play. Yeah, like if honestly, if um if this game was gonna stay close, um that is like where you're playing Levine. Um maybe like if you're playing Embiid in this spot, you're looking at Levine, but like I don't think he's someone that like you're gonna like seek out um a ton in the spots. Like I just I don't think this game stays close, Grant. I, I like and maybe I'm just like overthinking the spot in general, just because I don't think this game's gonna stay close. I think it's gonna be a very lopsided game. So I think if you if I'm taking a shot on anybody from the Bulls, it's just like Wendell Carter Jr. hoping that like he plays a couple extra minutes um at fifty two hundred, played twenty seven minutes the other night, like six minute increase from one game to the next already. So I could see him you know, maybe gaining a couple extra minutes and at 5,200, he's just a guy that like, if he has a good game, he can go for 40 plus. Yeah. Um, like on the Philly side of things, what do you think here for the 76ers? I mean, Embiid or Simmons, are you taking your shots on the both fine plays? If you expect this game to stay close, I think the tournament guy here is Seth Curry. Um, Jake Milton being out, he should end up still staying around the high thirties, in terms of minutes, I know he's been a little bit off and on when it comes to production, but he's going to shoot, and if he gets hot, he's going to shoot a lot. So he's in play for tournaments at 4800 price tag. I think that he has a chance to crush that. I know the reason why he did so well against Houston was because Embiid was out, but he'll still still be in the game for the majority of it, and he's a guy that when he gets hot from behind the arc, then he's just going to keep shooting. So Curry's a decent tournament play, but Embiid, like he's the guy that's probably going to crush Simmons, always a triple-double threat, but I'm worried about this game staying close. I'm predominantly going to stay away from Philly. Yeah, I'm just – I'm worried about this game staying close, too. Um, like I said, if you're playing like Levine or, you know, doing that, maybe you're getting a little game stack action, hoping this game stays close and you get a really high-scoring game. But outside of that, like, it's just not a game that, like, I have a ton of interest in in general. Uh, Detroit at Memphis, 222 total here. Memphis favored by five in this one. Uh, we know that uh, Blake is out, Hayes is out, um, Okafor is out. Um, Dubaya, um, he is questionable. And then on the Memphis side of things, like Jared Jackson is still out. 
Um, Winslow's still out. Melton and Brooks are both questionable. Um, let's start here with the Detroit side of things. What are we looking at here for the Pistons? I'm fine with taking a shot on many of the main guys, Plumley, Grant, Wright, Sadiq Bay. Like all of them are fine, but they're all kind of priced where they should be. Like Bay's got big increase in playing time. He's been a little bit off and on when it comes to shooting. Um, but like you look at his game log and the reasons why he's beat this price tag a bunch is because first of all, it was too low for his playing time when they've upped it. And second of all, he's been just outside the game versus Chicago where he just did all right. He's been shooting lights out. So I don't expect that to continue. So he's priced where he should be, but always gives a little bit of upside considering he can get some boards and he can get hot from behind the arc, right? Bay in there with Grant in there with everyone in there. Like his usage is going to stick around on the same spot. His playing match should be secure and should play high thirties. But that's like just a guy that I'm throwing in for a game stack. Grant peripheral stats are like entirely gone. He's entirely shooting dependent. Seven point five k. He can he can beat that price tag. But like if he's not getting any peripheral stats, he's just kind of not really worth it anymore. So there used to be value earlier on the season. Now he's just turned into just straight up a scorer. It's a good match versus Memphis. Only way I'm throwing him in is if I'm bringing it back with some guys on the other side, which I will do a few times because there are a few decent plays over in Memphis. Yeah, like I just like Plumley is is a guy that like he's had some really monster games and like he's doing it all. Like he's getting assists, he's getting rebounds, he's scoring points. So you know he's obviously super interesting here. Wright can have good games like. Uh, you know, this is certainly one that, like, I, I like Plumlee probably the most here. Center is pretty deep on this slate. Um, you know, Bay is a guy that's definitely seen an increase um, with Blake Griffin out, so don't mind him. Um, let's go to the Memphis side of things here. What are we looking at here for Memphis? I mean, I love John Moran. Like, 7.4K match versus Detroit. He's been crushing it recently. The shot attempts have been there over 14, what, 10 straight games or eight straight games. Um He's getting it done like he has a, he's a triple-double threat any night, and he's more than likely going to get a double-double any given night. He's the main guy in that offense. The minutes are absolutely there, playing mid-30s in any game that stays close. 7.4K is far too low of a price tag. And then Valanciunas is pretty much always a tournament guy, and today's no different match versus Detroit. Definitely not a bad one. He's going to end up in high 20s minutes in all likelihood, but if he goes – low thirties and he's having a good game. He can crush this price tag outside of that. I don't mind shots on Kyle Anderson, but he's probably priced about where he should be. Um, if Dylan Brooks is in, ends up playing, I think you can take a shot on him, but John Moran is just one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Listen, I've been talking about Morant for, for weeks and you know, it's finally happening. Um, like everything, like his usage has been up. And it's just, it's finally happening. He's finally doing everything that, like, we've been hoping for. So, definitely going to continue to play John Morant. Um, glad that I, I wrote it out. Uh, Will talked me back onto the train the other day, and um, I'm glad that he did. He's been fantastic. Um, moving on, we got OKC at Milwaukee. Uh, 232 and a half total here. Milwaukee favored by 10 and a half. Um, it is a back-to-back for the Bucks, uh, as far as like the Thunder go. Um, Hill is still out. Ariza is still not with the team. Um, 
but outside of that, they're they're pretty much um, good to go. Let's start here with the OKC side of things. Um, what do you like here for the Thunder? Orford, that's it. Like most of the guys with SGA back, I mean SGA is always a chance at a game, but his price eight point two K is not really going to cut it for me on this slate. Yes, he could end up fifty points, but I, I just I feel like there are better plays on the slate, and I'm worried too much about a blowout here. So. If you really want to game stack it up, you can use SGA, but that'd probably be the only scenario I do. Horford's really the guy that I think, even if this game doesn't stay close, he still gets there. But if this game stays close, he has a chance to crush even with SGA back. And I know his usage is going to take a little bit of a downtick, but still 6.7K for what he's been doing is definitely a spot where he has some upside. Outside of that, Diallo, Baisley, Dort, Kenrich, Roby, Maldon. All these guys have been priced up because of SGA's absence, and now their price tag hasn't gone down nearly enough where I want to use them against a Milwaukee team where there could potentially be a massive blowout. I'm fading this game. I, like, I'm just fading this game. If this game stays close and people crush in this game, then I'll probably not do well. But uh, I just when I look at this game, I just don't see this game staying close. I don't care that Milwaukee's on a back-to-back. They're, they're the superior team here. Sure, you could play Horford. I don't hate it. There's just like 15 other centers that I like more on the slate, but he'd probably be the only guy that like, even like SGA, yeah, he's a monster usage guy, but like I need to see him have a couple good games after coming off injury. On the Milwaukee side, maybe DiVincenzo, but overall, like this game just stinks for me. Um, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I can't be honest in a game where I might be not playing him even in a decent spot. Middleton has just destroyed me the last four games. So it may, this maybe this is the game where he crushes when I'm finally off of him, but <laughs> I, I don't expect this game to stay close. So I'm just I'm not playing him. You've been riding it like it stinks. Oh gosh, it's been just I would have had a great week the last week, but Middleton is one hundred percent responsible for my bad. <laughs> don't you love when it's like one guy too? Yeah, uh, that, you, you can put it – like, I think two of the nights I locked him in, and then I'm like, okay, every lineup's dead. Yeah, that's the, that's the worst, man. Uh, moving on, we got Phoenix at New Orleans, 229 and a half, or 229 total. It jumped all the way up to 230 and a half already. Uh, Phoenix favored in, by two in this one. Um, no real injury news here. Steven Adams is doubtful, and that's really um, the only thing that we're looking at, so – Let's start with the Phoenix side of things. Um, what do you like here for Phoenix? Booker, Paul. We know like Aiden really hasn't done too much. Crowder had a decent game um, in the last two, but not really a guy that I want to play pay for. And I'd mostly just throw him in if I'm stacking up this game. Bridges is priced accordingly. This is just Booker and Chris Paul. Like Maybe you can take a shot on Aiden if you really want to. Always a guy that has a bit of a ceiling. Um, the men's have been there, so always a chance that he has a monster game. But the shot attempts really haven't been there. The boards have been kind of hit or miss. So you're, you have you always have upside with him, especially if Stephen Adams is going to be out. But like, I, it's just Booker and Chris Paul for me. Yeah, I think Booker and Chris Paul would be like the main targets here. Um, you know, like you said, Adams out eight and bump, but just hasn't really shown us massive ceiling here recently. So I, I think you're playing the two like main pieces here for Phoenix. And then on the New Orleans side of things, you know, Steven Adams doubtful. I, I like, I think Zion, man, like he's playing great right now. 
his price has increased a little bit. I, I think Zion's your your play from the Pelicans in this one. Yeah, yeah, no, completely agree with you. I think Zion's probably the best play here. Over 50 points in each of the last two games. 8,400 is not a bad price tag considering what he's been doing. Matchup versus eight, and they'll probably throw him at the five. I wouldn't be surprised if they throw Josh Hart into the starting lineup, and I think he's affordable at 4,400. Um, not a lock and load play, but definitely a guy that you throw in for a game stack or even as a one-off, you need a little bit of price savings. Um, probably staying away from Ingram, but don't have a problem with it. Not a great matchup for him. Lonzo's always a threat at a triple-double or somewhere close to that and can put up a 40-point outing. So he's a guy that I would consider throwing in a game stack. But Zion's absolutely the play here, and Hart's a decent cheapie. Yeah, and I think Hernan Gomez is one of the better value plays on the slate. Um, should draw the start with Steven Adams out and um, played really well against Portland the other night when Steven Adams left the game. So, um, and like he just, he didn't really see a price increase. Uh, they kind of, they kind of miss that one, Grant. Like, you know, we give the sites crap all the time. They've been doing good about catching this stuff, but I think they missed that one. Uh, Toronto at Minnesota. No total in this game. Toronto is favored by three and a half. Um, we know that Toronto is on a back-to-back. And then as far as Minnesota goes, Culver and Russell are out. Um, let's start here with Toronto. You know, Kyle Lowry missing the game um, on Thursday, dealing with like a thumb and ankle injury. Um, so we'll have to see. They already said he's out, right? Like, wasn't there a report that said that like he's not going to play Thursday or Friday? I'm pretty sure. Um, so awesome as Friday's game. Versus yeah. Minnesota, so yeah. he's out already. Um, what are we looking at here for Toronto? Oh, the Lowry out, maybe a potential boost to Boucher's minutes again. Um, not a terrible, terrible play. I mean, I know he didn't get a ton of run the fourth quarter. Most of the guys didn't because it was a bit of a blowout, but obviously it bumped to Van Vliet, Siakam. Both of them are underpriced at 7.8K and 7.7K. Powell should get a boatload of minutes and is another great play against a bad Minnesota team. He's going to be playing 30 plus minutes in the spot. And OG, like I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to rest him. Um, maybe they're just put him on a minutes limit because it was the first end of a back to back. Maybe he's just going to sit out this game. Maybe he'll be on another minutes restriction, but not a guy that I'm probably going to end up using. So uh, Siakam, Van Vliet, Van Vliet, Boucher, Powell, all fantastic plays. Yeah, Toronto went small um, on Thursday. Like, they started Bembry, and he played a ton of minutes. Um, so it would be interesting to see, like, he's 3,100 if he drew the start again. Um, Siakam's the play. Like, he's the guy that you're looking at in this spot. He gets a huge uptick with Lowry off the floor. Siakam's the play. Um, Norman Powell's fine. OG, maybe, like you said, maybe he sits, and Bembry gets even more minutes. So, um what do you like here for Minnesota? Not a ton. I mean, Cat always in play for tournaments. He's been he's finally gotten up to the high thirties range. Um, so if this game stays close, he could end up crushing here. I don't know if he's one of my favorite plays on the slate, but it's not a terrible matchup for him. So he's a guy that I'll definitely look into. Edwards, I think, is in play for tournaments and potentially in play for a game stack. I know he had that horrible game versus Andy, but he shot three for fifteen from the field and. He still played high 30s minutes. Like prior to that, he's actually been putting up some decent outings. Price tag's a little higher than I want it to be. But, I mean, he just had a 50-point game not too long ago. The shot attempts have been there in the last four, putting up 15 in every single game and over 20 twice. So he's a guy that I think you can throw in in a game stack. But outside of that, it's predominantly Towns. Don't know if I'm going with Ruby or Beasley. They're kind of priced where they should be. 
And Nas Reed is not a guy that I want to chase his 40 point out in, in 18 minutes. That's just that, that those are white side numbers there. Yeah. Like Edwards just had a terrible shooting night and like you jump right back on it. Like he's already shown that he has 50 plus point upside. So um, definitely like him in this spot again, like center is so deep. I don't know if I end up on Carl Anthony Towns in this one. I think Edwards would be like the main target for me um, from Minnesota. Beasley's been playing good too. I don't mind playing Malik here. Uh, we finish it out with Utah out of LA taking on the Clippers. Uh, 206 total here. Utah favored by two and a half. Obviously, um, Nicholas Batum, Paul George, Luke Kennard, and Kawhi all questionable. Mike Conley questionable. Um, I, was, I was a little surprised this total in line was already out, but you know, Vegas definitely expecting this to be like a slow pace type of game. What do you like here for Utah? I mean, if Conley is ruled out, um, then I think you Mitchell Clarkson Ingles are all on play and even Bogdanovich, if you want to, they've all been playing pretty well recently, or at least Ingles and Mitchell have and Clarkson has to like bringing it's just an increase in usage for Mitchell with Conley off the floor. And then when Clarkson's in there, he just eats up all the usage. So just the minutes and everything to go around in what should be a close game. I think all of them kind of are a little bit underpriced considering their potential upside. Um, favorite play is probably Mitchell, fall by Angles, fall by Clarkson. And I'm not going to argue with Gobert on spot. It's not a bad matchup for him. Always got some upside, but Mitchell's my favorite play. It's just he's been a little bit off or on since Conley's been out, but predominantly he's shown a huge amount of upside. Yeah, like, you know, obviously this game, if Kawhi and Paul George both sit this game, probably very lopsided Utah way. But like if one of these guys play, this game stays close. I think Mitchell is definitely in play. Um, If Conley sits, like you said, I think Clarkson would be somebody that you could play in tournaments. Uh, The Clippers, Grant, like this is just a huge question mark. Like there's four guys that are like real big pieces in this offense that play solid minutes that are all questionable. Yeah, I mean, if Kawhi and George play, I'm probably not playing anyone. Um, if one of them plays, I'm playing that person. Neither of them plays. Lou Will's in play. Reggie Jackson's in play. Pat Bev are in play. Morris is a decent play. Serge is not a terrible play. Like, it's just, it's, it's entirely dependent on who plays. Like, it's not a great matchup for them. Um, and there's a chance that it doesn't end up staying close if both the main two are out, but there's still a chance that it stays close and you don't really want to play for blood. The fact that Vegas has lined at uh, two and a half, I would assume that one of these guys is going to play. So, yeah, it's, it's watch the injuries. But if both of them are out, play a bunch of the guys. If both of them are in, don't play anyone. If one's out, play the other. I don't, I don't have much to add to. I think that is just you're, you're, and this is the 10 o'clock standalone game. And like the only other game you have is like a nine o'clock game. So we're really hoping we get this Clippers news early. Um, because if we don't, man, it, it could really change the slate. So it's always fun. Always fun. Um, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. Favorite play under 5k to 7x. Who do you got? And I, it still doesn't matter to me how often we do this. I never am prepared, but I'm going to go with uh, Seth Curry. All right. I'm I already start said. writing it down as things go along. 
<laughs> um, I already said like Hernan Gomez is one of my favorite value plays on the slate. I think he crushes here. Um, over 8K to go under 5X. Um, who's your bust today? Giannis. Yeah, you took the easy one. I was right there with you. I'm going to go and beat just the same concept that like this game doesn't stay close. Um, and just Embiid doesn't get there because he doesn't get enough minutes. Uh, favorite 6X play? Capella. I like that one. I like it. I love um, Capella today. Yeah, like, uh, I think this is a great spot for him. I'm with you on that. Um, I'm going to go Siakam. Like, we just got, we really just got them talking about the game, really, it feels like. But love this spot. Kyle Lowry already ruled out. It's a matchup with Minnesota. Uh, usage uptick shot uptick like this is a spot that i really like um siakam uh let's get weird gpp play of the day who do you got i'm trying to figure that out uh, morant's probably not going to be weird i've used him so many times recently um for the let's get weird gpp play of the day and it's a nine game slate he could potentially be lower owned yeah i'm just gonna go with him like we try to shoot for guys that are under 10%. Like, that's the, the cutoff we usually use. I mean, I guess Fournier is a, not going to be high owned. Hey, I'd like to see, like, him and Seth Curry get in, like, a three-point shooting contest while I'm watching. Um, he, Man, like, I, I've been sitting here, and I've been thinking about this. I write down, like, all my stuff as we're going, and I just – there's nobody that's like super standing out to me today. Um, it's like a get weird GPP play of the day. So I'm going to go Tuscano Hernand or Anderson. And like, I think he's in play whether or not Draymond um, sits or not. I think he's, he's just interesting. Like it's, it's an interesting spot. Um, game selection, anything standing out to you on FanDuel DraftKings? I mean, the, $40 single entry mid range. Like they have a 50 and a 15 K depending on how big of a contest you want to go in. Both of them are decent. The margins or the rake isn't too bad. Like payouts are decent for it. So I guess those two. Um, so yeah, I talked about tiers yesterday. I talked about some single entry stuff, but today I'm going to go over to FanDuel. Obviously if you haven't checked out the hundred dollar single entry uh, series tournament, that's an awesome one, but if you're playing in that, you can definitely check out the $25 um, single entry tournament. Uh, it's a really good payout structure. Uh, it's the N1, pays 25% of the field. First place is only getting 8%. So somebody's going to turn 25 bucks into two grand, but this is a good bankroll building uh, tournament. I talk about these all the time. If you're trying to build a bankroll, if you're playing single entry stuff, um, I would definitely take a shot on the single entry tournament over there on FanDuel. Uh, Grant, you got a over under against the spread. Anything standing out to you here? Uh, probably need to pull the blind. You got one. I think. I think that if it if you if it stays up, I, and you have the book open in front of you, but if it stays up, like I would jump on this Utah minus two and a half. Like I, I think Utah can beat the Clippers if both of these guys play. But if both these guys sit, like Utah minus two and a half seems like a lock. Yeah, that was probably the line I was going to go with. Um, I'll go with the Warriors minus four. All right. All right. I want the over in that game, too. Like, I want to see high scoring. Um, Any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I need to get to bed. I'm getting old. 
<laughs> that's that we are buddy that we are that's gonna wrap it up here for friday if you guys are playing nascar make sure you guys um check out the nascar premium package here at rotor grinders uh three races starting today friday um we'll be back monday talking some more hoops good luck in your contest and we'll see you guys then hey kids